0: Welcome to the Matterhorn Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kathleen Waller. Here we have conversations about cultural studies, the arts, and writing. If you want to sign up to my Substack newsletter for free, just click on the link in this homepage. Okay, this is another short take on the Matterhorn Podcast, and I'm here to talk about a film that I saw the other day. Um, It's called The All-Around Reduced Personality, Redupers, Reduzert Personalität in German, although I'm sorry, I am learning German, but I think uh, I probably butchered that pronunciation. And actually, one of the reasons that I saw this film the other day is because I was um, inspired by some conversation we were having on Substack Notes about language learning and I was reminded that watching films in foreign language are a great way to learn, um, even if you still have a limited vocabulary, because you can start to get the sound of the language and the rhythm of the language. Um, It's something that Trevor Noah, for example, who speaks, I think, nine or ten languages, talks about just listening even to music in a foreign language so that you can get the cadence and that without that kind of rhythm of the language... um, it just it makes it a lot harder to progress. So in any case, um, I was inspired to uh, start watching more films in German. So this one comes from 1978. So it's a pretty old one um, from West Germany by Helke Sander. Um, and the film is about um, a feminist group of photographers and specifically a woman named Ada um, and her experience with that group and then with her home life and how she navigates between her professional and private life. Um, So it's sort of assumed that she's this one with the kind of reduced personality. Um, We have a narrator who comes in during the film at times as well to talk about the way that she feels kind of dissociated from her life and the way that she kind of struggles to engage um, in a way that she thinks would be normal, I guess. Um, so I'll come back to some examples of that. But yeah, the the subtitle of the film, this Redupers, um, it means in German like a uh, reduced personality, but also it means outtakes, um, such as from a film. So um, it, it's often in German just referred to by that title. And I guess it's kind of a metaphor for, you know, this group is sort of an outtake from society in a way. Um, so the feminist group, they take they have a they have a project where they're taking photographs of the Berlin Wall to expose the real lack of freedom in West Berlin and to demonstrate the invisible repressions. Um, and they juxtapose it with um, a lot of women's issues through women's marches, um, giving exposure to things like rape and abortion rights, um, in Berlin. And it's not just juxtaposed actually, they, they want the project to speak for, um, for, um, feminist work in Berlin, um, but in a more abstract way. Yeah. So they've got this project, but they're still looking for, um, funding and journalists to support the project, and so um, they have to go to all these different men um, to get the, the money and the kind of the, not the fame necessarily, but just to be written up in different media publications. Um, and while some of the men um, like what they're doing, they don't really see the public responding to it. They think it's too abstract. They think the meaning will just be lost. Um, so it's interesting because in the group itself, there's all different kinds of women. I mean, as you might expect, but, um, there's a, there are women who are really annoyed when kids are around, when kids have to come to the work that they do, they think that should be separate or maybe they don't want to, um, mother children. It's, it's not clear, but it's interesting that they're kind of repulsed by it. Um, Some of the women are lesbians and are together. Some are married to men. Um, Some, uh, Ada, the protagonist, has a young male lover. Um, And some are single, but we don't always see their home life, just Ada's really, but we get kind of hints of it along the way. And so it kind of shows that there's all these different women coming together for one, although very abstract cause. Uh, There's a Jump Cut article on this film, which I've linked into the episode Um, information, and there's a quote that kind of sums up what they're trying to do politically here, so I'll just read that for you. The women want people to look at the walls so as to impel people to think about everyone's complicity in legitimizing the subtle and insidious insidious forms of social repression that have increasingly come to dominate West German life. They in the whole film posit an implicit connection between this concern and feminism. From what Sander presents of the characters, she implies that the women must raise political consciousness about repression in West Berlin. The populace will never learn how sexism is naturalized if they don't see how much more generalized forms of social repression permeate their lives. This argument's logic may seem grim from an idealized feminist point of view, but the women of the photography collective are well enough seasoned politically to understand that indirect often provides the best and most exped- expeditious way to affect political change. So rather than argue their case head on, um, they want to kind of uh, use dissonance to unsettle and uh, unsettle people and make them start to just think about things differently in the society they've expected um, as a good and free society. So the film shows you know, lots of scenes of, of waiting, a lot of street shots, a lot of eerie music and the sound of the radio. So it, it sets the tone that you know things are not all right in this city um, and also suggests that there is the possibility of change, but it needs a catalyst. It needs um, something to kind of shake up the people on the street. Um, and Ada lives in a in a large flat in the city. Um, though she's a struggling artist, so I don't know if things things were probably a little bit different back then in terms of property prices in uh, in the city in a big European city like Berlin. Um, but you know, good for her. It's a great apartment. She's shown counting her money alongside um, the all the bills that she has and kind of figuring out. Oh, if she takes this odd job and that one. Is she able to cover the heating bill, for example? Um, and she has um, one young child, um, as well as a as a nanny, um, and this young lover. Although it's unclear whether the lover um, depends on her financially or not, so it's. Um, It's, as I said, she's kind of dependent on men a lot of the time in the film, not just to do the work, but to then do the work and then ask for money, ask for the support. And that makes it a very difficult um, experience. She starts to kind of, or maybe she does this before the film even begins, retreat within herself. And she becomes almost this as the title suggests a kind of a non-identity just kind of doing her work and floating through society because she doesn't really seem to um fit in anywhere um but then uh the narrator comes in at one point and says at the age of 34 Ada decided to do something healthy for her body um she's shown very detached waiting in this sort of taekwondo attire and then the narrator comes back on to tell us that she's trying a kaido um and that she was really moved by the, the beauty of the bodies um, as, they, as they practiced Aikido. So she she practices this. Later on, you see her practicing um, different kinds of exercises at home. So she's interested in, in moving her body to express herself, to feel healthy. Um, and... Really, the whole time in the film, she's been moving her body in this kind of way um, as she takes photographs and then as she develops the photographs. So um, it's almost like she is just unaware of this um, beauty of movement that she possesses herself. Maybe she doesn't use a lot of language, um, verbal language, but she uses um, other kinds of expression through her art form and through the way that she moves and through the love she shows for her child um, and her lover as well. That... um, she doesn't give herself enough credit for. So it's it's um, it's um interesting to maybe juxtapose this film with a more recent film um, that focuses on the Berlin Wall. It's a documentary um, from Cynthia Beat called The Invisible Frame, and it stars Tilda Swinton. This is from 2009. And Tilda Swinton is on a bicycle just kind of going around the um Berlin Wall which is of course knocked down now but there's some remnants of it and in these very kind of peaceful spaces and so it's almost just very silently trying to make sense of what happened there this this space of tragedy and how far has society come um and what have we learned from this um so it's it's interesting to look at them both back to back they're both streaming on movie. if you um if you pay for that service, you can get both of them there. And I think in, in this film as well, I mean, Tilda Swinton looks a little bit like the actor who plays, um, Ada, um, in the way that they both have a kind of androgynous, um, haircut and face, neither wearing, you know, much makeup or anything. And, um, Tilda Swinton often plays characters that, um, don't fit into a mold. And, so maybe there's um there's something to be said between these two films about the way that you know you're just because you don't fit into the mold it of course doesn't mean that your personality is any is any less it just means that maybe you're ahead of your time and perhaps this original film um just shows being being very ahead of being very ahead of her time, um, Helga Sander, the filmmaker, in the way that she wanted to capture this woman's life. Um, So I really love this film. I think I picked up a few German phrases along the way, and I'm going to continue to keep watching some German films. Thanks for listening.